don't you start us off? Am I allowed to start talking again? Yes, you can start talking now. <laughs> don't oh, you don't um, even say hi. Let's just skip it. <laughs> what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Love That For You. It's been a few weeks since we've been on here. And by a few weeks, I think I mean two. We, we, uh, we were last traveling week. last week, so we missed an episode. We just uh, took the week off, I guess, with that. Um, yeah, we've been pretty busy. Um, so we didn't have an episode last week. I hope you guys didn't miss us too much. Yeah. Julia's been traveling. She did a big trip to LA. She was there for just about 10 days, kind of a work and fun trip. And then she got back and then we were in, just got back late last night from Anguilla. Yeah, so I was in LA. I went to LA kind of for like a work thing, but also uh, just to see the girls there. And it's funny, somebody wrote in my one of my Q&As and they were like, can you have Michelle on the podcast so you can do a like single in your 30s, whatever. And I was like, hey, you down for that? And she was excited. It's funny, just the different relations. So mm-hmm. I stayed with her um, and it was really fun. And I got, you know, we worked and we had an event. We had like a Dolce Vita event, which was really cool and fun. Um, and I got to see a lot of the girls out there and just kind of like work from there, which was nice. I feel like I would like to go back there every few months. Um, they kept being like, are you going to move out here? Like, I feel like that was like the big topic of conversation is like, where are we going to move? That's still a big topic, a topic of conversation. I know. There's literally no update with that for you guys. I feel like we, some people are like, wait, where do you live? And we're like. We're not sure. Yeah. We're not sure. We're thinking sure. about Anguilla now. Yeah. Um. So we still have really no update with that. We would like to be out of this house in summer. Should we talk about that for a minute? I guess we can. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here so we go. So our friend <clears throat> Julia. Brace yourselves. Our friend Julia. <clears throat> is just struggling to make a decision on what she wants and, you know, kind of wants to have it all right now. And that's <laughs> just not an option for us right now, if we're being honest. It's not that. There's a lot that she can have, but she can't just say, let's do this one thing. And that's That's what... really not true. Do you want me to tell you why? Yes. Okay. <laughs> this wasn't part listen, of the episode, by the listen. way. This is not in our notes. I've been enjoying not paying rent and like not you know not spending a lot of money on our house and our stuff like that like i think we are so grateful to have my parents and we're able to do that yes there are things that we want and it's our life and we're not really living in our place and i understand like we're looking for that that's our next step i think i've our life has been so chaotic that we've been like traveling all the time like i've been traveling i've been doing work and it's just kind of been nice to come home but also be able to just like go whenever i want and that's part of my job so i feel like that's one thing where i'm like i don't really want to give that up right now and like settle somewhere like because i don't know where and the other thing is is the market is crazy Mm -hmm. like i am actually on you're on zillow all the time i'm on zillow all the time we're looking at different places like we're looking to maybe go back to new york we're also looking to maybe just buy something we're looking to maybe buy something and tear it down and build like there are so many different options but there's every time you get on zillow and you look in an area there's like one house yeah. And it's never what you want. Like, it's just, and even if it is, it goes away in three days. Like, it just seems like it's, and it's not our focus, which it needs to be. Yeah. But. I think, yeah. I mean, I think it needs to become our focus. Like, we keep saying we're ready to be out of where we are. And we both know we want that. And that's like quickly approaching 
you know, the time when we really want to just be out and getting our own place and all that. And it's getting to the point where we kind of need to make a decision and which is it the needs worst part to become a big priority for us because last time we moved it was like a rushed decision and yeah we made the best of it and whatever but we ultimately left that apartment and we didn't love it and it was just kind of like it felt like it was rushed yeah. and i don't want to do that again i don't want to get jump into an apartment or something that we don't absolutely love we have willow we have to consider her mm-hmm. like i think the california thing is like I don't necessarily feel like I would fit in in LA. Like, I don't think I'd want to live in LA. Um, There are other parts that I would enjoy, but I also like don't need to move out there. Like, I don't need to live there. It's not like I'm like, oh, I'm going to regret if I don't live out West. Like, Mm -hmm. I like visiting. Yeah. There's just a lot of factors and they're all first world problems, of course, but um, we have made no progress is what we're trying to say is literally we've made no progress. Yeah. So we're thinking about like Airbnb in different places. I think like... The thought of that sounds really nice, but then it's also like we have so much crap and so much stuff that it's just we need to become minimalists and it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of layers to that. A lot of layers to kind of where we're going to live conversation. And there are just I think it's probably like other than our work and business and like our relationship, like that's the big priority right now is trying to figure out where we're going to live and how we're going to make it work. I know. That's that's like next on our list of like actually taking it seriously. Um but something always comes up. Something <laughs> up. Julia has a new place to go. <laughs> yeah. To get out that's of That's what comes up. Yeah. Um so. but then okay, so we're trying to figure that out. Um back from LA and we got this really cool opportunity with Auberge. 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 <laughs> Auberge. Resorts, um, if you guys look them up, they're literally insane. They're so beautiful. Like, if you're planning a honeymoon, go there. Um, and so we went on a work trip with them to Anguilla this past weekend, and it was stunning. If you're following yeah, on Instagram, beautiful. you've probably seen some pictures and stuff. Um, I still have a lot of content from there, so I'll be sharing it. And a vlog, which will be on YouTube. But, yeah, we just got back, and it was super, super fun. Yeah. Really hard to get to. Yeah, <laughs> didn't realize. really far out there, and especially hard to get to because of COVID. Oh my god, like it just made it so much worse. Different paperwork filled out that you wouldn't normally have to do. We had to have three COVID tests. Um, yeah, which was a lot, and they just do it in different places, and it was fine. But a lot you know, paperwork. just like different, yeah, different things to get into because you don't go direct to Anguilla. We had to fly from. I guess you can Pennsylvania to uh, Miami, and then Miami to St. Martin, and then. A ferry from st martin to anguilla yeah it was definitely so it was just, like a long yeah trip, but once but we got there i mean completely worth it totally just worth it absolutely beautiful yeah like, stunning beautiful i feel sad to be back in this uh, yeah it, it was actually pretty nice today it's like yeah it, the it, weather's it was, getting better here it felt like the weather made a turn while we were there mm-hmm. like when we left and it was we, snowing we left something. last thursday and yeah people were getting snow here yeah um and then we went, and it was 85 and hot and sunny. Yeah. And then we come back, and today's like 63 or something. Yeah. So it's not bad. Yeah. Feels good. Yeah. yeah. It feels good. Anything else? I mean, like, there's nothing else really going on other than us just being busy. And we picked Willow up. She's happy as could be. Yeah. Still her big self. I think, no, the one other thing that I needed to update mm, on was, This yeah. is a big one. This Ooh. is a big one. You guys, so brace yourself. Brace yourself. I was doing the 75 hard challenge. Mm. 
I stopped. Quitter. I made it. I made it fifty days, and that fifty days took us right up to the beginning of our Anguilla trip. Yeah. So before we went on the trip, made the decision that I was just gonna relax and not. Yeah, actually, yeah. Um, like the day when we traveled there, we left our house at two thirty in the morning, and then it was we got there like three p.m. Like it just would have been so hard. Yeah, it just would have been so hard to try and like make that be a day of accomplishing everything. Which is everything. the whole point of the challenge, but yes. Of course, of course. He made the decision to just, and you know, I wouldn't want him to have gone to Anguilla and like not fully enjoyed himself. Like, I think what you did was already hard enough. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you didn't finish it, but it's just like. Yeah, I think, I mean, I still worked out every single day in Anguilla. Mm-hmm. The only day of the whole, I even worked out the morning we left. I didn't work out the day we got there. Like yeah. That was the 2.30 in the morning leave. And then we got there and I didn't work out that day. Yeah, but just every the other alcohol. Thing. Yeah. You know, that's the only really yeah, big that difference. Was the, two, but... the two big things. But I mean, I made it 50 days. Definitely like from a physical, like, you know, progress picture, can see changes, you know, made good progress. I think understanding a little bit of like um, why I was doing it was really helpful. I think... Also, that was part of what played into like making the decision to stop it after 50 days because I felt like I was becoming obsessed with 75 hard challenge. And yeah, it was like for me, it was more about like making practical changes. And then I was just becoming obsessed with this challenge. And like it was kind of overtaking more than I wanted it to. And because I didn't have. Like, I wasn't doing it to lose weight. I wasn't doing it because I had an alcohol problem. I wasn't doing it because I had some issue. I was doing it because I was like, hey, I want to try this challenge. So I did it, made it 50 days. And then those last 25 days, I was like, I'm okay giving up. Like, I'm okay stopping. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't like, I don't know. And there was no reward waiting for me at the end. So it was like, what am I still doing? Am I not going to fully enjoy Anguilla because I want to do this challenge? I don't know. Yeah, ultimately, no. Yeah. Yeah. So. So you don't have to finish everything, you guys. You don't have to accomplish everything. Don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. He's speaking to me. Yeah. Directly into my eyes. No, I'm not. No, no. I think it's funny. We do a lot of, um, you know, like our monthly advice column. A lot of it is like relationship career changes. And people are so hard on themselves when a relationship ends. Mm Mm-hmm. People are so hard on themselves when they change jobs. I thought that was going to be my dream job and it's not, so I'm leaving. Or I thought this was my person and it didn't work out. And people are so hard on themselves and like you don't need to be that hard on yourself. Like that's part of the experience. That's part of living and love and life Life. and relationships. And like I think it was on a much smaller scale, but I was like, okay, I'm ready to be done this. I like, yeah, you know, put it next to the red X, like put me down as a failure. That's fine. I stopped it on my own terms. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. you know, we still had done stuff. I had still been out with friends and didn't drink. I had still done like my two workouts through rain and snow days. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't. It was um, still a challenge for you. Yeah, it wasn't. I didn't get beat by it. Like I made the decision to stop it. Yeah. So. All right. Let's get into the episode here because this is, I think, Hold a on. fun one. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into the episode, and I think it's a fun one for me to be able to do. Um, So the episode is going to be 10 Tips for Men, Mm 
And we do this, we say this episode, knowing that most of our audience is women. Mm -hmm. And we wanted these to be 10 tips that you can relay onto your husband, your boyfriend, your son, anybody who you think could hear, maybe your dad. Um, and we want to know if you guys agree with these tips or not. Yeah, I think the tips also will be like, like you can have your like, boy, whoever the guy is in your life or whatever, uh, listen with you. Yes. Or from a girl's perspective, I feel like it's just something that you could agree with or like relate to or be like, oh my God, my boyfriend doesn't do this or he does or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but we wanted to bring the men into this scenario on the podcast. Yes, so. definitely. Um, yeah, so we put together our 10 tips or my 10 tips, really. These are like, these are what I would say from my experience, you know, being married for two years. Like it's that's a long up. time, I know. And just like being somebody who I think has been like, like pre-Julia, I don't think I did all these tips. Now, as I'm like trying to be my better self and be a better husband, be a better everything, I think I'm like realizing that these are tips that I wish I had earlier. So I think I'm trying to like share them to somebody who maybe doesn't have them all yet. Mm -hmm. So, okay, let's. Are we ready one. for this? Okay, so some of them are like kind of short and sweet, and then yeah. like we dive a little. We'll dive a little deeper into each one. Yeah. So do you want me to read all 10? No. Or you want me to read one no, by one? No, we're doing one at a time. One at a time. Yeah. You ready for this? Okay. Yes. So this one is probably going to be an obvious one. Keep yourself groomed. Like hygiene is yes. key. Yes. I Men think... are disgusting. Let's just start out with that. Yes. Okay. And <laughs> here's, this is the problem. It's Julia just immediately starts hating on all men. Men are trash. But Everyone here's knows that. what I think of when I say, like, keep yourself groomed. And like, yeah, of course. What does that mean? I keep myself groomed. I shower. I whatever. Right. And that's good. But that's not enough. <laughs> that's that's a that's given. Like, that's that's a given. given. Like, you better be showering. <laughs> you to, get your hair cut every once shower. in a while. No, but the haircut thing. That's probably a detail that some people need. Well, that's a detail that you need. Yeah. I have to tell you to get your hair cut. And not recently, you've been pretty good about it, but I just have to say that like women do not want to tell their boyfriends or husbands or whatever to go get a haircut. I want you to go out there and be like, do you like my haircut? Because you know I like your hair cut. Yes. So showers and haircuts, very important. <laughs> Those should be like baseline. I think every guy who wants to take care of themselves, any amount does those things. Mm -hmm. Here's how you take it a step further. Okay. Trim your toenails, clean your toenails. Like, don't be afraid of like what you think is going a little too far, like borderline. And you can't uh, see me right now. I'm doing air quotes. Uh, like, maybe feel a little feminine with how much you're taking care of your toenails. Okay, like that's okay. Take care of your toenails. Take care of your fingernails. Let me trim your eyebrows. No, I, I just want to say on the Julia is going to have a lot of yes. input about every. That's one exactly of these. what this is about. This is a yeah. podcast. Okay. The t the nails. One thing I will say is that I think more more so women will understand this. Hands and feet are huge in a relationship, and what I mean by that is like you see somebody, and that is either initial attraction or initial no fucking way. Yeah. So when I actually saw your hands for like the first time and mm. your feet, I was like, wow, I really love your hands. First of all, mm -hmm. you have like really, really good hands and you have very clean 
feet, like symmetrical feet. Like they're not like gross man feet. And I'm sorry if you're yeah. one of those guys and you just have unlucky bad feet because yeah. I feel like some guys do. Of course. <laughs> some girls do. But yeah. um, you're very good about keeping them clean. Like they're always clean. You never have like dirt under your nails. That's like such a turnoff. It's yeah. just such a turnoff. I hate it. Yeah. feel very passionate about that. Yeah. And I think at least for me, I think a lot of, and I think other guys would say like, no, it's women who get clean their nails. It's women who no. trim and do that. Like, no, that can be something that guys do as well. And that, that from your perspective, and I think from a lot of women's perspective, that like hands and feet are really attractive. Mm -hmm. So when you take care of them, it like takes it to the next level. Like Remember can, the episode of Love, or not as Love is Mind, uh, Queer Eye, where they did the guy who was like a really attractive, like he like worked on the farm or what mm -hmm. did he do? I don't know. He's a cowboy. He's a cowboy. Yeah. And he, and they were like, he literally hasn't washed his hair in months. Like it was disgusting. Yeah. And like his fingers were disgusting. Overall, he was a very good looking guy, but they were like, you need to take care of yourself. And at the yeah. end, it showed him like with his ex-girlfriend but they're still friends and he was like just like groomed and like she was like wow this is like what a i've been looking person. for yeah like yeah. and like he was so we'll get into i think a lot of things were part of this but yeah, yeah. Gr grooming and the, yeah and then the only other thing that i that i touched on real quick is just like don't be afraid to trim your eyebrows like a lot of i think and trimming anything facial hair um like a lot of like the let your beard go, whatever, other mm -hmm. than just like straight razor is like borderlining that like feminine care that's like too much. No. And like 100% like we were having this conversation this weekend when I was telling somebody with you there that I trim my eyebrows and mm -hmm. they're like, I really need to get my husband to do that. And he just won't do it. Because he thinks he's like, yeah, less he's of like, a man. yeah, less of a man. That's not manly. Like my face is supposed to be hairy. It's like, no, trim your eyebrows. Like, don't be afraid to. That's good. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. So the, the second tip is uh, be willing to talk about your feelings. I think this gets like almost oversaid and uh, like an ongoing theme. Guys mm -hmm. don't know how to talk about their feelings. And I think that's true. A lot of guys don't know how to talk about it because when they start to think about feelings, it gets this association that that's not manly, which yeah. obviously is like a cultural thing that needs to be, you know, shaken up. It needs to be taken down. Mm -hmm. Guys need to be willing to talk about their feelings. They need to be willing to say, if we're dating, I need to be say, here's how I'm thinking about our relationship. Here's how I feel about you. Here's where I see this going. Something hard happens. I'm experiencing these negative emotions and like knowing that's okay, but being able to like talk about them, I think one is it helps you connect with your person and two, it also like helps you connect with like yourself and like life, mm -hmm. like the ability to like experience emotions and think about them is like what makes humans different than a lot of animals. So like, yeah, like that's a higher level of living being able to experience and communicate feelings. I also feel like from a women's perspective is that we want that. Like we don't want you to be, we don't want the guys or the man, whatever, to be so like, I'm not going to talk about my feelings. Mm -hmm. Like we actually would appreciate if you talked about your damn feelings. Yeah. Like, I think that's something that like we want and not all the time, of course, not like, yeah, course. you know, overwhelmingly. Like, I don't want to talk about my feelings all the time. But there are times where I'm like, we need to talk about this. 
And it's more annoying and it's more like um, unattractive when a, for me, when a guy is like, oh, I, I, I don't want to talk about that. Like, yeah. no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being, being willing to talk about it is like the first step, being willing. Not only being willing to talk about feelings, but being able to talk about feelings is actually really hard too. Like, it's one thing when like, you know, you stub your toe and you're like, damn, my toe hurts, right? Like that is pretty straightforward. Now be able to communicate how you're feeling, like uh, emotionally, like that's a whole nother layer of um, communicating about something that you're not really sure what your words to use. And yeah. Like, so being able to do it, um, being yeah. the next step, and it's something that only is going to get better with practice. Well, like, yeah, is that like, I guess like, is that like a full tip, like how to or it's kind of just like the tip is be willing to talk about your feelings yeah be open be open men so tip number three julie's gonna have a lot of input on this one can't wait we can just mute her mic for this um shush so when i wrote the tip my tip was like have a foundation outfit that you can always build off of like have an outfit that you know is good that you can bring variances to. So I'll tell you what mine is. So I have, I think it's two pairs of shoes that are my go-to. Julia will say I wear them too much. Two pairs of shoes, a pair of jeans, and then a t-shirt. So like super simple. It's my go-to. I know the shoes are nice. I know the, the pair of jeans fit me nice. And I know the not one t-shirt it's like a couple t-shirts but they're all the same brand all the same like cut i know they like fit me nice so that's like the foundation to my outfit and then let's say i'm going to you know uh something that's a little more nice put on a sport coat right like that completely changes that outfit put on a flannel that completely changes that outfit put on a short sleeve button down completely changes that outfit just wear the t-shirt completely says something different, but it's built off the same like foundation of something that is super simple, something that you know already looks and feels good. And then the other like variances are like easy adjustments to make. Okay. So let's hear it. Well, you're speaking to the men, which obvious or whatever, like obviously you guys can relay the information if you're not a man, yeah, a boy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, But... F- I so like I thought you were gonna say a cardigan too, and I was like, please no. I hate when you wear cardigans. I love cardigans. <laughs> um somebody asked in IQA like um how to get my partner to like dress better. I think that a lot of men like want to dress better and a lot of them just honestly don't know how, or it's like it's just not a part of their life. Like this guy was like a dentist or something. Yeah. And like it was just like he doesn't care. But yeah. she wanted him to like at least try. And I feel like something to get the men to try but also let them do it themselves like don't pick stuff out for them because they're not going to like it i would say like get your favorite websites or their favorite websites ask them to put like 20 items in the cart that they like so they're already you're already setting them up for like they're picking their stuff out then you can go through the cart and take out what you don't like and buy what they like and what you like so it's like they're picking stuff out that they would like but you're also like helping and you're also making the final decision but without like just doing it completely for them because otherwise they're not going to wear it but i feel like it's just a helpful like tip to like start it 
let them help you kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think kind of how you put it out is like a, like a helpful approach to how to go about it. And I think the biggest thing when like somebody says like, I want them to dress better or I want them like from a guy's perspective, it's like, I don't have the confidence to do that. I don't have the confidence to wear what that guy's wearing. And the second part is like, maybe I do have that little bit of confidence to try and do something. Where do I start? What do I do? And that's right, why I'm that's like, get a nice pair of shoes. And like, so the pair of shoes that I'm talking about is like my brown grates. I wear those with everything. Mm -hmm. Get a pair of jeans. Go shop with your um, boyfriend, husband. Help him find one pair of jeans that you know look good and he feels confident and comfortable in them. Mm -hmm. And then find one cut of a t-shirt and then get a white, a green, a blue, and then like a black and gray. Like, and then you can iterate off of all those different things. And it's like so many different outfits come from the same foundation. I think it's like, easy for guys to have like a capsule wardrobe. Like it's way easier for them to just like have a few different things and rewear them. Obviously, girls don't really necessarily want to be doing that all the time. But for yeah. a guy, it's like it's easy. Well, and I'm also talking about like the first piece, right? Like this is how to start because then the next thing is like, okay, now I have other pairs of pants that like now I've kind of learned like oh, comfortable can look good. And again, looking good doesn't mean, you know, dressing so far outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. So like now it's like, okay, I've taken my jeans and turned that into a couple pair of chinos that mm -hmm. I have that are like, you know, again, they fit nice. They have a good cut. They look nice. So like now I know I can do the same chinos with the same shoes and then the same shirts. Yeah. Okay, now the next step, find another pair of shoes. Yeah. Right? Now you're starting to build and then you're like, okay, this goes with this, this color here. But now if I have, you know, a new t-shirt with any pairs of the pants, with any pairs of the shoes, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Like I then I have the confidence to like continue to build that wardrobe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So all right. Tip number four. Um, have a workout plan. So I think that's um, pretty like- It goes along with just like taking care of yourself. Yeah. Goes along with taking care of yourself. But I think it's also, at least for me, like the act of working out provides so many damn benefits and so many more benefits than just like being able to take my shirt off, like feel good, like whatever. Like, no, there's like having a workout plan. There's like a mental escape to it. There's a time alone. There's a lot to it. And- um, I also think that a lot of people who want to go to the gym, who want to start, uh, like being more active, they just don't know how to start. And that's where like having a plan really helps, you know, like start with your goal in mind. Okay. And I had this conversation with your brothers, Julia, one of your brothers wants to get huge, right? <laughs> like, I don't want to get huge. I'm not going to be huge. Huge is not like for me. I'm trying to like be more skinny. Right. Mm -hmm. Your other brother wants to be more of like the model physique. Great. That's perfect. Like as long as you're talking about now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like if that's what you're working towards, then, you know, like what a plan can look like and all of like the resources for a workout. You're saying are... have a plan also for like what is your goal with working out? Exactly. It's like if I want to be this, if I need to lose 20 pounds, great. That's going to give you a workout plan. If I want to mm -hmm. put on 20 pounds. Great. That's going to give you a workout plan. Yeah. Tip number five. Learn how to cook. And yep. 
I think that's a really big daunting task. So I'm going to take it down. Learn how to cook one thing well. Not just one. No, shut up. Start He's with one thing. feeling guilty for saying that? No, I don't feel guilty because I looked at you and smiled. Okay, start with one thing, start but I thing. feel like Again, you need to have a few that you can do. Okay, you're th- okay. Uh, this is where Julia, and I'm going to sound very, very, very arrogant here, mm. is a little spoiled because I know how to cook a lot in the kitchen. Because you've learned. You've taught okay, yourself. Okay, so where did it start, right? I so know. We, I think of somebody in your mind. I'm thinking of them right now. Is it the same person I'm thinking yes. of? Okay, think about him. What does he need to do? He's somebody who doesn't do this. He needs to start with learning how to cook one thing. Yeah. And then you learn, like I said, with the fashion, with the clothes. Start with the foundation. Learn how to cook one thing. And then you're like, oh, I understand how spices kind of do this. So I have a question. Okay. Do you feel confident that you are a good cook? Like, do you feel like you know what you're doing because of like learning things? Or do you feel like you still are like, eh, just put stuff together? I don't think I'm a good cook. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't have... Because really good cooks are, like, really well trained with, like, knowledge and techniques and details. Yes. Like, I'm not that. I don't no. know, you know... Using the things. knife the right way but and that At the stuff, end but... of it, like, do I think I can make us meals seven nights a week that you're going to like? Yes. Like, I think I can do that. Yeah. So, but for so many guys, myself included, like, take me back four years from now... I didn't cook ever. No. And all I cooked was rice, broccoli, and chicken. Like, yeah. that was it. I hate that for you. And it was terrible. But then I was like, okay, let me uh, start trying to cook something. And I would say for me, the foundation piece for me was rice and vegetables. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, learning how to cook There's rice. There's a lot you can do with that, too. Right on the bag. Yeah. Learn how to uh, cut vegetables. And learn how to like, like I usually, um, I'll do like my base first was a stir fry. So rice and vegetables. And that it really started rice and vegetables. And then I was like, okay, now I want to incorporate shrimp. Mm-hmm. I was like, now I need to learn how to cook shrimp. All right, now I need to learn how to add salmon. So how do I cook salmon? And you've kind of picked like with the salmon, I feel like you like actually perfected it. Like you've worked on it a bunch of times. Yeah, like, I've done it enough now. Yeah, that you know what we liked, know what we didn't like. And we've spent time like, honestly, like, taste testing every time we eat it's like oh what could you do differently and from a girl's perspective let me just say that it is very attractive it's very sexy it's very like i love that pat can cook i love that he just i love even more that he like tries yeah i think and like has actually become good at it um and i think if you're trying to impress a girl learn how to cook yeah yeah i completely agree that's something that you know when i put down that tip was i think i've heard from many women sisters mom you know whoever you that like cooking isn't attractive it's also damn practical right like there is a don't go out to eat all the time so you got to learn how to cook right you can cook and prepare healthier you can and if you both know how to cook that's great yeah it makes one chore in the house a lot easier yeah like there's a lot of value in it and like you both can do it like if one night pat doesn't want to like i can put something together yeah but it starts for me learning how to do one dish, one thing really well, and yeah. then just grow from that. Start, learn. Also, if First couple of times it might suck. If you're trying to get your guy to do this and he's not listening, send like, start, like, I feel like you could send them some 
things that you would like them to try mm-hmm. or try and doing that, trying doing it with them first yeah. and just be like, hey, like, I would love if you could make me this and try. And like, I will, I don't care if it even turns out bad the first time. Like, let's just try it or let's try this together. Yeah. Try and get them to be more open to like, it, it feels daunting when you're like, can you cook for me? And you're like, oh my God, I don't even know where to start, especially if you don't know anything. But yeah. like, make it fun and be like, yes, I'm going to try this. I don't know how it's going to turn out. Like, that's what it was like for the first time. You're like, this might not be good. And I can't tell you how many meals. I, I'm specifically thinking in our Philadelphia apartment, I made stuff. We would each have like one or two bites. It was like, this is terrible. Yeah. And we call it an ordered pizza from yeah. the place next yeah. door. Yeah, and it was like, fine. It was fine. The food we sucked. Wasted we food, threw it but... away. But, <laughs> but it was, yeah, and that's like part of the experience. Yeah. So like, all right. Uh, tip number six. Cussing is a turnoff. Um, what else did you write for that? Didn't you write something else? Yeah, we said like, you know, talking like a gentleman publicly. Um, is that not people, like... So I think people take note. And this is something for me that it took me... And I wasn't this way. I specifically know exactly who taught me to do this. Who? And Coach Cut when mm. I worked for this guy at Duke. And he was a Southern gentleman and like old school born in like the 40s southern gentleman 40s yeah yeah because he's probably yeah is he in his 80s no but he wouldn't have to be just like i don't know how okay anyway whatever that's we're not good at numbers (laughs) but when i started to hear how he interacted publicly with people like i like every time he would interact and like, yeah, he was somebody who could confidently and, and uh, consistently say like, sir and ma'am, which is really sweet. And that's kind of old school. And that's a little, I think, further. But just hearing him always say thank you mm-hmm. or always say please or just like simple things like that, like I quickly took notice of and I was like, wow, like he comes off way more. There's like a level of sophistication and I confidence too, confidence almost. like. Yeah. Yeah, when somebody holds the door for you, taking the actual time to say thank you, like mm-hmm. that is, I think, a confident thing. Or, you know, hey, how you doing? Like, there's like being being able to publicly speak like a gentleman is like I don't know. I I'm like picturing like yeah. Matthew McConaughey right now. Yes, like it's hot. in my yeah exactly. And I feel like I remember when we first met. Like something that really attracted me to you was like the way you talked to my parents, and mm-hmm. it was just like a little different than like other people I had dated or like other guys whatever and i just think it was like you were so confident that you were being a gentleman like you already knew it and like the confidence was one thing but like talking and it wasn't like you were saying yes ma'am all the time like that would have been a little too much for me it was kind of just like the way you approached talking and like listening and like saying thank you and saying please and like not cursing and now you can do that with my family because we know each other but it's like and i don't i don't think like I think you have to be very aware because I don't think cursing is necessarily a bad thing. Personally, I don't mm-hmm. I don't hate it. Like yeah. I don't mind it if it's like in the right situation and the right scenario and like the right conversation. But like Yeah. Yeah. I would I say think- don't have it like I can picture scenarios where it's like, oh, I wish he had not done that or like not yeah. for you, but for other people. Yeah, definitely I would say like baseline, eliminate cussing. Yeah. Like cut out curse words. Now, in parentheses, like, yes, there are some times where cussing is appropriate it's and fine. can yeah. be fine. Like, it's, yes, 100%. Yeah. Broadly, try and eliminate cussing. And I think the other part of, like, you know, trying to present uh, more gentlemanly is in how you carry yourself, right? 
Yeah. It's not just about what you say, saying thank you, please, but intentionally making eye contact, right? Being the one like, you know, standing up when somebody enters the table, being willing to pull out a chair, being willing to extend the hand first to shake a hand. I don't know if this is like the same category, but you know what one of my biggest pet peeves are? And you were always so good at this. Mm. Um, I don't know who like did this that pissed me off. But like every time we're at like a family dinner or a family meal or whatever, like I guess like, I don't know, being the first one to get up to go get food when like food is ready. And this is definitely more of like a fancier, like it's not always, doesn't always matter. But you would always just like wait Mm-hmm. And, like, let other people go first. And, like, I don't know why. I just thought that was a very, like, gentleman thing to do and, like, not rush. Like, the food was the only important thing there because a lot of people, I feel like, do that. And it's like, all right, like, you're going to get some. Don't yeah. worry. Like, it's. Yeah, you'll get fed. You'll get fed. Yeah. Grandma <laughs> there will cooked. Be- there's enough. Yeah. Yeah. Like, certain situations. I think that's getting a little carried away, but. Yeah. Be gentlemen. Yeah. People. Yeah. Teacher men. Yes. Um. Okay. Well, so, tip number seven is and this one is broad which i hate but pay attention to the little things because details mean everything um and this was one that actually julia and i i like kind of wrote it down sort of thinking about it but then julia kind of ran with it so i think she might have exactly well, this what one... this mean or like an idea example yeah um so like actually me and you had a little not even an argument we had like a moment last week where we were kind of just like you know we feel like we have not putting each other like first and whatever mm-hmm. and i think like when i think about like men or you putting like the extra details in so like when i went to this is one example that you did something good yes when i was in california i you were like hey like check your bag like i put something in there and i was mm. like oh so i looked in there and there was like a note that you had written me and it was kind of after that conversation. So it was just, it was obviously good timing, but it was like, I was like, oh my God, just the extra. Like that is a detail that made me so happy. And it, when you're really like, what you're really looking for, I think what a lot of women are really looking for is those little details. Like, I don't want a gift from you. Like, I don't want you to buy me shoes ever. I don't yeah. think that's ever been on my mind. Like, oh, is he going to buy me like this bag? Like literally never. Like, yeah, it'd be nice. But like, you know, the no. Answer's no, I'm not going to. Yeah. But, like, the little things like that where, like, I know it's coming from his heart. I know what he actually means. Like, I know that, like, these words are real. And so I just think taking the extra, doing extra details, like, bringing home your, bringing home flowers for Mm -hmm. your girl. And, like, we can do this, too. But this is speaking to the men. Yeah. Like, having dinner made. Like, uh, you know, picking up a little gift with, I don't know, wine and, like, just, like, little things. Yeah, I think... Saying, no, like I'm going to take the dog out A tonight. little extra effort in, like, some of the detail stuff. And I think another example, when you came back from L.A., I think there was still a little bit of, like, not tension, but, there like... There still is. We had there some conversations. <laughs> and, well, then we're like, okay, let's go get dinner. And it was, like, a sweatpants dinner. Yeah. And we're like, we're not going to bring our phones in. Yeah. So we kept our phones in the car, mm-hmm. went in, had dinner and a glass of wine. And I think that was, like a really nice detail that yeah. like enabled what was a seemingly, you know, minuscule like wine and whatever we ate like moment made it more like personal. And it was like a small detail. Like, yeah. Let's not bring our phones in. Not yeah. that big of a deal. Yeah. You know? So, um, okay. So number eight, I think we probably already touched on, um, 
just talking about like stop trying to be so manly and mm-hmm. tough in every situation. Um, I think. Well, I'm not trying to take uh, away of like manhood. Like, no. I think that's important. I think it's important to act masculine if that's what you want to act. Yeah. Like, it's not trying to take away from that. Yeah, I think there's a level of like you know talking about feelings and. I think being okay to express how you are and like not wanting to just be be shown manly, but be who you are and how you are, and that might be manly. Yeah. And just I posted this picture. (laughs) I posted this picture on Instagram the other day of me kissing my dad uh, from our wedding. Yeah. And the caption to it is, "You can still love your man and be manly, dog." And Mm. the caption, which you probably don't know, this is a Kanye West quote. And you can still kiss your man. No, you can still love your man and be manly dog. Mm. And what it's about is like, I think it's a shift in the conversation of what it means to be a man, what Mm -hmm. it means to be manly. And I think, you know, generations and still ongoing today, but generations ago and centuries ago, like a man was this, this, and this. Tough. And now a man, like, looks and feels different and that's okay and being able to like embrace that like show your love right show that emotion kiss your dad on his head like yeah that's okay like you know a lot of my friends get on me because i'll end every phone call with them love you like i say that and they're always like uh shut up i'm like no i do love you like i'm just saying not a big deal like (laughs) i love you yeah i love you (laughs) and now some of them say it back because they're like yeah it's fine other ones are like Leave me alone. Yeah. Um, but like that is like a shifting uh, of like what manly is. Isn't like that what wild? It can be. Why like men can't like for that specific example, like why they can't say I love you. Yeah, but I don't think it's like it's like under the skin. It's like I know. I don't know. What, well, like people aren't aware of it. Right. Like it wasn't like. Dating back a hundred years ago, this and this happened. Therefore, no. I don't say I love you. I know that. It's just kind of like, ah, oh, I never really thought about that. So mm-hmm. I don't say it or like whatever. And like, it's so like ingrained in us that we don't think about it. Therefore, like, why would they say it? Like, yeah. it's it's like you've got to step out and like acknowledge like further past what is just mm-hmm. under. Yeah. No, I agree. I think it's, I think, you know, for the girls listening, tell, talking to your man about this, especially if he's like this. Mm-hmm. And like not, I think the hard part for me is like, you don't want to make them feel like they're not doing something right. Because it's not really like that. Like the way you were raised and the way you're acting is how you are. But mm-hmm. I think some of it can be like, you're not being true to yourself. And some of it can be like, you can still, like you're saying, you can still be a man. You can still be masculine. You can still be all these things and talk about your feelings or talk about your emotions. Yeah, or, and you don't even have to be masculine. You yeah. can still be a man and doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? Like anything. Be, you can do whatever you want. You know? <laughs> all right. So tip number nine. Um, read more. Continue to learn and grow. Let me start. Let me this start is. That. Let me start. Okay. I wrote this because I really liked what I something I love about you. And this is just the trend today. I'm just talking about the things I love about you, I guess. Yeah. Uh, feel free to chime in on the other yeah. side. 
Um, I love that Pat is like a reader and he kind of got me into reading. One, like the learning how to cook. Like he's really, you're really always trying to find like new things that you can improve on and try for, mm-hmm. I think for yourself, but also for me. Yeah. And I think like for the relationship and just like we help each other grow, but we only do that because we help ourselves grow at the same time. Like I think like you learning how to cook, you learning how to read, like you do a lot of research for the company, like you're always trying to like figure things out and like just better yourself. And I feel like while you want to learn and you're not set in your ways at all with anything Mm -hmm. and it's just like really attractive. Yeah. I think like the idea of like growth and learning to me right now is something I'm like really attached to. And it's probably just from reading and, you know, experiencing all these different like self uh, personal growth books or different podcast stuff I listen to or different shows. But there's something about like complacency that I think is like a turnoff, but not necessarily just in like the sexual way. Like I think of friends that are some of my best friends that like, are cool being who they are right now and living the rest of their lives that way and die. And that is like a huge fear for me. And I think like right now my desire to like, no, I have still have a hundred things I want to try. I might suck at 99% of them, Yeah, but I want to try them. I want to like learn. I want to experience. I want to do, I want to not do, I want to, and like that perspective, I think is or like the the idea around constantly learning or growth is not new, but like people, I think, get that complacency without realizing they are. Yeah. And I'll like one example yeah. of this when we talk about our like living situation, and for us right now, the conversation around living situation and kids it always gets put into this narrative of like settle down. I know. And I hate that because I'm not settling down. Like I'm still going to be going. I'm still going to be traveling. I'm still going to be everything-ing. But I'm not going to settle down. I'm still going to continue trying to grow. I'm still going to continue. But it's like the next step. And the next step doesn't – it's not settling down. It's just like growing into a new stage for me and for us, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's hard to like always, you know, some people, you're right, like some people like are content. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's such a turn off for me too. Like for not in the sexual way, like in like, I don't know why it has to be sexual and non-sexual. Just like, well, I just think like the term like turn off. You right. But like with like, friends, with anybody, yeah, yeah. with people, like that is just such a like, it's just different than who I am and who you are. So it's like, it's not attractive to us. Yeah. So that's a tip from us because we think that a lot of people feel this way. Like learning and growing is a good thing. And if you're not doing it, what are you doing? Yeah, you're probably, you're probably, con- and content is like one thing. Like you're going to, we want you to be content. We want you to be happy. We want you to right. be, but yeah. we don't want you to become complacent. Yeah. Where you are just okay just getting by. Where you're okay knowing what you know and not, you know. Because that also means like, no, like, it's not like you have to always be like running after stuff. That's not what I'm trying to say. It's like knowing what you know, I mean, like you're not open to opinions. You're not open to conversation. You're not really open to like learning. Yeah. Like that is what complacent is. 
Yeah. And here's why I think this is really important. Because to every listener, listen to this. I know you have something that you're thinking about that you want to try, that you want to do, that you're like, you know, maybe not ready to go, you know, 100% in, but you've been thinking about it, Mm -hmm. right? And what you're thinking about is going to challenge you in different ways. What you're thinking about is going to change you in different ways. What you're thinking about is going to make you grow. It's going to make you learn. But people are so afraid of those things that they don't do it. There was this TikTok that really like spoke to me um for our business and for everything it was like it was the guy talking about like i don't know what his, the point of the tiktok was i forget but one of the tips he gave he was like not being risky is like one of the most risky things you could be doing you could do mm-hmm. or not do does that yeah. make sense yeah he was just saying like doing things you want to do and like and, and like saying no because you're scared or stuff like that is like way more risky than just doing it yeah. Which relates to this in a, in a way. And I was just like, oh, that really is true. Yeah. Yeah. So go get your, your men to find a new hobby, pick up a new skill, learn something, read a book, grow, read a something. book, do something. And try and have um, them figure it out. That's a whole new layer there, baby. <laughs> Don't do it for them is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. Okay. It's the last one. Tip number 10. Um, so Julie and I talk a lot about on, I mean, even on this episode and on all of our podcast episodes, talk about like communication and how important it is for, um, couples and, you know, how all good relationships have good communication. But tip number 10 is about being able to communicate in the bedroom. Inside the bedroom. In the bedroom, which is a whole nother layer of communication and not something that is very easy and not something that like me as a guy I've never been like taught how to have yeah, no communication. Really, I don't think any I, mean, I don't think anybody is. Yeah. Um so yeah, tip number ten, being able to communicate in the bedroom. But give the tip for the guys. Yeah. So um I think when I think about this as like a tip for the guys or for anybody, really, we all like know how to ask people like, how was your day? How are you doing? How are you feeling? Did you like that dinner? Did you like that wine? What did you like about that? Yeah, like we ask questions all day long. We ask questions all day long to try and understand how people are experiencing whatever they're experiencing, how they're doing. But we don't do it for the bedroom. And I think being able to say you know, before the fact, um, what do you like in the bedroom? What don't you like? What is like a game stopper for you? What is completely off limits? What is, you know, like all of these questions. And then after the fact, say, what did you like about that? What didn't you like about that? What was your favorite part? What was your least favorite part? And I think being able to like ask those questions and have those types of conversations is like a game changer not only for your like spouse, whoever you're, whatever going on in the, whoever you're in the bedroom with, but like, n- like being able to be more confident, like know where to put your hands and that helps them enjoy it more, which then helps you enjoy it more. Mm-hmm. And it just makes the whole experience better for everybody. Yeah. I feel like also talking about it before is something that's like kind of new and interesting because like you don't really want to be like in the middle of like whatever you're doing and like maybe like one time but like having to say like no or yes or whatever I think it's just kind of like 
the communication, I think what women, you know, they're always maybe more timid and maybe more like not willing to speak up. And I think a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times women would appreciate the man like asking and like being straightforward and like, you know, that kind of thing. And I know everybody's sexual preferences are different, of course, but I think like for a man to like take initiative is like something that like can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Well, I think like when I think of when I was writing this or thinking about this, it's like being able to communicate in the bedroom. What does that mean? Like my first thought was like, know how to talk dirty. And like, yeah, that's not what we're talking about. Like that can be a part of it. Some people like that. Other people don't like that can be a part of it. But obviously, Julia does like knowing how to ask, knowing when to ask, knowing that you can ask, like, what did you like about that? What don't you like? Like, you know, have your oh, yeah. your There's word that cuts off. Different levels to that now that I'm thinking about what you just said. Because I was like, eh, not me, but that's... Anyway. Yeah. Well, and like you said, I think you said everybody, like, likes certain things about the bedroom. And, like, everybody has different preferences when it comes to sex and things that go on in a bedroom. Yeah. And how do you know that? Like, how do you learn that yeah. about the person you're with? Unless you're going to be willing to ask talk communicate about it you're just going to always go in with the same you know three moves Mm -hmm. and that person without you know they're this is probably why women have to fake orgasms and guys assume like learn things about sex from like porn which like because no one wants to talk because nobody will talk about it in a way and and couples not knowing that it's okay to talk about sex right like we talk about everything it's also okay to talk about sex. Yeah. Like, you're only going to get more positive outcomes from mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I think that's a good lesson for everybody, especially the men, because men need more tips than women in life. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those are our 10 tips. I think that was that was fun. I hope you guys got something out of it. I think, I hope we said in the beginning that if you have a significant other or a man that you want to listen, bring them in, listen, or like send them this podcast episode, because I feel like... It'll just be maybe they won't want to listen at first, but they might after and realize that it's just like good. Like who cares? Like it's just good tips, I think. Good perspectives. So Yeah. Yeah. This isn't definitely not meant to be uh like preaching to men. Like <laughs> yeah. it's not like men need to do the like don't no. get me wrong, women got all their things they need to do too. Yeah. This is just- but these are just like little tips and things that um, you know, we've accumulated or I've accumulated and you know. Broad, broad strokes, broad, broadly speaking about men. Try these 10 things. Try these 10 things. It's like a magazine article. Yeah. So. In Cosmo. Um, Yeah. Well, that's it for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and yeah. We'll chat again next week. See you guys. See ya. Bye.